the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. All right. At this time every week, we're joined by the two Johns, John Kelleher, producer and former director of film classification, and John Fardy, the presenter of Screen Time here on News Talk uh, on Saturdays. OK, and available on podcast as well. All right. You've got three new mo- movie releases, but I just want to ask you for your reaction, because I put it out at the start of the programme about the removal of Gone with the Wind. Uh, and to give you a kind of feeling of the reaction that I've got from listeners, the rem- Removal of this from HBO online service. Uh, the removal of Gone with the Wind is a ridiculous and retrograde move, which further presents pe- prevents people learning about history and our past attitudes. You might as well ban footage of the Holocaust victims released after the war on the grounds that revisionists will be offended. And I, a huge response, mostly all along those lines. My God, banning Gone with the Wind it's like something out of Father Ted. Some people need a reality check, says Aiden. Uh, why not destroy the pyramids, Ivan? Sure, don't uh, didn't thousands of slaves build them and so on? What do you think, John Keller? I think I'd be inclined to agree with with uh, your majority listeners. Um, you can take political correctness too far, and uh, definitely, I mean, Gone with the Wind is it's absolutely uh, there's a, lot, a great deal of a depiction of racial prejudice, but that's history, and that was the reality. Um, and you know, it's based on a novel by Margaret Mitchell. Um, would you ban the book as well? So I don't know. I think your 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 listeners who mentioned the Holocaust uh, are right. You know, would you would you would you cover up a painting by Rubens, The Rape of the Sabine Women? Would you ban Richard Wagner's music because he was notoriously anti-Semitic? So, okay. yeah, I'm with your listeners. OK, John Fardy, I mean, this is a time of racial tensions, particularly in the States. And, you know, maybe we can't continue with business as usual. No, we can't continue with business as usual. But as John said, if we start changing artistic products because we don't like some of the representations in them, we'll never stop. I mean, I always say Caravaggio killed a man. I mean, you know, uh, Mark Twain had racist characters in his novels. Unfortunately, every piece of art is a product of its time and there will be unpleasant things. But if we start you know, revising them all and saying we can't watch this, we can't read this, it will never end. Now, I understand the motivation. It is a very fraught time in the States and Warner probably, you know, or or HBO want to do something that's significant, but I'm not sure if this is the way to go about it because there will be nothing left because everything is of a historical place and time and there will be some disagreeable things to every product from every age, you know. All right. Uh, Now, we've had slim pickings, John Keller, in relation to new movie releases and I understand from you that you've had an insight into new releases online now the cinemas are remaining closed. What, what's the story with The King of Staten Island? Well, it's it's going to be um, on, available on home video channels um, from from Friday and it's very good. I, I, I really like it. It's not the kind of thing I would have expected to like. It's a Judd, I should say it's a Judd Apatow comedy and that sort of says a lot. Um, Judd Apatow uh, among, among others, discovered many comic talents like Steve Carell and Jonah Hill and Amy Schumer. But it's about, it's about, I don't know if you're familiar with Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. He's a young 
a stand-up comic who's made a hugely successful um, career on on Saturday Night Live and others other places. But this is the, his backstory. This is a story he describes it himself as like a love letter to his mom. He's from Staten Island, which, as one character says, is uh, uh, the only place that New Jersey looks down on. <laughs> and, um, it's it's basically his father. This is true. Uh, Pete Davidson's dad was a firefighter who died uh, during 9-11, fighting the, 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 the fires in 9-11. And he was seven at the time. And it's kind of been a huge part of his life and the grief. And this is about his relationship with his mother. And uh, he kind of spends his days hanging out with, with the guys and smoking weed and then his ma dates start. His mother starts dating um, a very loudmouth firefighter, and it sort of sets off a chain of events that allow him to kind of confront his grief and get on with making uh, something of his uh, life. It, it's available from Friday. Uh, how? Yeah, any way you like on the you know the normal online home video channels. Most of them streaming like Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you. I know you're a kind of a. Uh, a sort of a a solo person, like it's only Netflix for you. But there's a rake of other ways of getting these things, like like Disney Plus, like Amazon Prime. Okay, like so Apple. it's on all of those. Ah, yeah. Well, okay. it's a universal release. This would have been in the all theaters. Right. Okay, uh, that's it. The King of Staten Island, one brand new movie. Uh, John uh, Fardy, Snowpiercer. On Netflix. Yes. What is this? On Netflix. It, by the way, I've seen King of Staten Island as well. It's very good. I was surprised by it. Snowpiercer is very good. I'm not sure if you'll enjoy it because it's based on a graphic novel. And I have a feeling saying something like a graphic novel, I've lost you already. But bear with me for the next two and a half minutes, right? So Snowpiercer takes place in this post-apocalyptic world where there's been some kind of disaster and the world is now frozen. And if you're outside you're going to die because it's that cold. And Snowpiercer is a train that is a thousand and one carriages long and is full of the world survivors, some of whom have paid to be on this train. Others called the Tailies have jumped onto it and they're at the back of the train. And it has first class, second class, upper class, third class. And it's basically society that's left staggered on class and they're going around the world. It's set seven years after this apocalyptic event. They've been around six times around the world. And the train is just barreling along. And they're trying to keep order on this train. And there's been a murder. And one of the guys from the tailies I mentioned, from you know the, the lower orders, the lower classes, is brought up to first class to try and solve this murder. It's very good. It's very different. You don't see this kind of stuff. It's by uh, Bong Joon-ho, who gave us that movie Parasite. Oddly enough, he directed a movie of this about seven years ago, and now he's on the TV show on Netflix. It's very good. It's different. It's strange. Very watchable. I'm not sure if it's your bag. There's a touch of sci-fi about it. Okay, well, it's a post-apocalyptic thriller series. Snowpiercer. It's on uh, 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 Netflix. Uh, Now, you've two more movies for us, uh, John Keller. Da Five Bloods. What's on Netflix from Friday? Yeah, coming out on Friday and again on Netflix. This is a Spike Lee movie, which says something. And of course, it therefore is going to be topical and relevant because he always deals... Uh, in an interesting way 
with uh, with racial issues. And this one is uh, set in the present and also in the past, the past being the Vietnam War, four aging black uh, US Army vets return to Ho Chi Minh City, which formerly called Saigon, and they're in search of the remains of their squad leader, their former squad leader, but also a treasure trove of gold, which they had buried in the Vietnamese jungle during the war. So the film kind of looks at racial politics in the late 60s when a disproportionate number of black soldiers were, were fighting for their country in Vietnam while they were actually encountering massive racial discrimination back home in the in the US. So as I say, it's extremely topical. And, and Spike Lee is, is a really interesting director. Um, and, you know, he did that... Um, Black KKK Klansman that I think you saw, Ivan, and I think you liked it. Indeed, but indeed, this, yeah. So this, this, you give this a big thumbs up? Yeah, yeah. It's very long. It's two and a half hours long, um, but it's kind of fast enough paced. There's a lot of discussion in it about issues which are very relevant, and I find them very interesting. And there's some kind of good politics. One of the... One of the uh, uh, veterans the is a, is actually a trump supporter he's a black trump supporter which allows for some interesting dialogue all right uh, now john fardy you 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 um in the tuesday night slot that was normal people that debauched program but anyway yeah. I, i'm just i'm getting over it now the secret she keeps started last tuesday evening if i'm not mistaken last night yeah oh yeah that's right well i think it's thursday myself today but anyway we're, we're catching up so tell us about the secret she keeps yeah, there's less sex in this. There is a scene of phone sex, which might keep you going briefly. But I actually think you'd like this because you liked The Nest that I recommended to you a mm. couple of weeks or months back. And this is similar. This is set in Australia. It has Laura Carmichael, who is Lady Edith in Downton Abbey. She's the kind of long-suffering sister in Downton Abbey. And what it is, is it's she plays a woman who's pregnant and she has this other woman she comes across in her life who's also pregnant, who appears to have it all. She has a, a husband who's a sports reporter on TV. She's pregnant with her third child. Uh, Laura Carmichael's character is pregnant with her first. But they're both keeping secrets. Uh, Laura's character is down at heel, doesn't have much money, struggling to pay her rent. The other lady, Megan, is sophisticated. But there's definitely secrets there. And she has a blog basically about being a perfect housewife and mother, but yet you quickly right. realize that all is not well in the garden. So it's good. Uh, probably with things like the stranger on Netflix and the nest, I've seen a bit of this kind of suburban battling women kind of drama lately, mm. maybe if you know what I mean, but yeah. it isn't bad. I think you'd, all right. I the, think you'd probably enjoy the se- it. The secret she keeps. Finally, yes. you've one more movie for us, John uh, on release. Dave uh, dating Amber. Tell us about it. Yeah, this is this will actually be released theatrically uh, on the 20th of July, but it's out now again. Um, it's on Amazon Prime and it's a, a charming little it's an Irish film. It's a coming of age story about sexual orientation and trying to fit in. And it's set in Ireland about 25 years ago, a very long time before the um, marriage equality referendum and two school pals. Uh, 60 year school pals, Eddie, he's gay, 
Amber, she's lesbian. They decide to create a, a pretend straight relationship in, in an effort to fit in. And it's got a lovely cast. Fiona O'Shea, who you'll actually remember from Normal People, he played the obnoxious Jamie. Mm. And he was, he was also uh, one of the lead characters in Handsome Devil. And Lola Pettigrew is very good as Amber. She played Allegra in A Bump Along the Way. And Sharon Horgan is in it, Barry Ward, Simone Kirby. It's got a lot of empathy, a lot of humour. And uh, there's some very funny stuff in it, like a, a nun delivering a, a, a sex education demo, uh, which you'll see in the trailer. All right. Um, OK, we're, we're out of time. My thanks to both John Kelleher and to John Fardy. The Hard Shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites. 